Hi, people. Another one of these. The great Louis Anderson has passed away, and I just wanted to say a few words about my first experience with him when I was a doorman at the comedy store in the late 80s. I obviously knew who Louis was, but he was already pretty big by then. Uh, he had... He was he was definitely a very well established comic, a very authentic voice, uh, and uh, a very funny guy uh, for sure. But I'd never seen him before, and I was working the door. But when I watched him, it was one of those lessons in stand up where you realize it's it's not just about the joke. Louis Anderson was this amazing joke craftsman, but he was also this he was a guy that had his whole physicality sort of timed out, and, and it was almost lyrical. I mean, he was able to, you know, not just deliver a joke, but then physically accentuate the punchline. He had a way of phrasing things. He had a way of moving. He had a way uh, of, of pacing his act that didn't change. And it was, it was amazing to see as a young comic, because I, I, I certainly, I don't work that way. Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sloppy. But to see somebody as meticulous and articulate in his style, in his structure, and in his physicality was really uh, mind-blowing. He, he really was the whole package, and it was tight, and it was unlike anything else. It was old school in a way. He was an amazing, amazing performer. To be that funny and to have that much pace and build uh, without really, you know, appearing like you're trying it was just so laid back and his own groove it's a it's it's very sad and i'm very happy that you know he uh he had such a great kind of second act and and he was a very sweet guy and uh these are two talks that i had with him the first one you know was before he won the emmy for baskets and the second one was uh when he was here for his book uh and he was always so nice to me and um it's just sad you know him and bob you know just uh it was always fun to see him you know just to say hello rest in peace louis anderson so you're eating healthy you know, you're just yes i'm eating healthy but what is that like mm, but you've got you've got i'm uh, eating abstinent do you know what that means uh, abstinent is that a drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I set up a program yeah. of food that I wasn't going to eat. Right. You know, fast food. You decide. I decide. Yeah. yeah, it's up to me. Okay. But you know, I go to OA. You know what that is? Sure. Yeah. So I go there, and that's where I learned about abstinence, where uh -huh. you pick a meal plan, right, and stick to the meal plan. Do you do grayscale? Uh, you mean the gray sheet? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Not very many people know about the gray sheet. I know. It's like the secret OA thing. Yeah. I've done the gray, the gray sheet. And that's just like managing everything that goes in your face, right? Yes. That's a strict... That was invented by a priest in the 60s. Really? In OA. Yeah. I've done it. I'm basically doing that a little different because I built in two snacks. Mm -hmm. And... um. What are those? Oh, like, uh, you know, nothing good. <laughs> Could I just say that? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, hey, here's an apple. Oh, God. Ooh, apple. 
<laughs> so it's a state of mind is really what it is. It's an honest to God state of mind. You got to get in it and stay in it. Yeah, you, you have to. This is four weeks, but yeah. this is the rest of my life. Right. That's the change. Because <clears throat> on baskets, I had so much fun doing that. Yeah. But at that point, there was a point recently where I went, oh, when you see yourself and you go, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, like that scene where I'm going up the stairs. That was difficult for me to go up the stairs. Yeah. And I said, I shouldn't be, di- it shouldn't be difficult for me to go up the stairs. Right. And so I was going to have the sleeve operation. You know what that is? Where they cut your. They uh, just cut your. They just. Take a piece of your intestine out? No, they cut your stomach in half, basically. And they just throw it away? They just throw it away. Oh. But is that, that bit- a, isn't that like the most weird. So there's a part of your stomach yeah. that has uh, gremlins in it. Yeah. I think they're a uh, hormone. Okay. Oh, right, and right. And so at night, yeah. those are the things that go, hey, yeah. Mark, yeah. starving. <laughs> we just ate. Oh, <laughs> uh, we didn't really eat. We're, we're starving. <laughs> and, um, and then you get up. And they cut those out. <laughs> really? Yeah. They remove them. And then people have had tremendous success. Everybody I've... Matt, who's had that, has lost a hundred to one hundred and fifty pounds in a short amount of time. But like when, with OA, like because you know I, you know I know twelve step stuff. I mean, what yeah. what does it look like for you when you're out of control with the food? Well, let's see. Not like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. is just like it's a like I could eat twelve pieces of toast buttered right. with coffee, <laughs> and you know if you do that slowly, yeah. That doesn't seem like a yeah a big deal, but it is a day. It's like it's a I, it's a, it's in the morning. It's an hour, it's in the, right? Yeah, if you're it's taking an hour, your time. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. You make four. I have a four slicer. You make four slices, yeah. and then you butter them, and then you put four more pieces of bread in, so you can cut out that time. But is there a mo- <laughs> but is there a moment where you're like, I'm not gonna, you know what? I'll just have four more. Yeah. Uh, I think you're not even. Th- yeah. You, you, there's always a moment, right? But you know, this is a whole switch. You know, yeah, there's a switch in your brain. Yeah, whether you're either in your addiction or you're not. Am I right? That's absolutely right. And yeah. I'm out. I'm not in my addiction. It's a relief. I'm not allowed. Yeah, it's such a relief. Yeah. Like yesterday, I was uh, in a meeting and they had a cake stand of yeah. pastries. At OA? No, 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 okay. no. That's really funny. <laughs> I used to say, I used to go to this OA meeting where everybody went to eat afterwards, and yeah. I go, "This isn't good." <laughs> We, can't we shouldn't this. be going to eat afterwards. Not together. <laughs> yes, and together, because, yeah. you know. Someone's going to be like, come on, you guys. Yeah, so it's just... never a booth. <laughs> never a booth. So what, you're at, oh, so there's a cake, a bunch of pastries? On a cake thing, and I just, you know what, I, I looked at them, I yeah. looked at them, you know, because I wanted to have what everybody does, you know, a piece of the donut or <sighs> a slice of the muffin or yeah. all that stuff, and I just, uh, I didn't have it. I had a... Uh, a cup of cappuccino. Oh, thank God! I, I mean, I'm shooting my show now, and I have I'm a compulsive eater too. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm just so fucking hard on myself, and I, I the craft services. I mean, why? it's just so, isn't it amazing why we're so, we're so hard on? I just wanted to stop oh. that because we're so, I'm so hard on myself, and I go, Louis, you're don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, your dad's dead. Yeah. you don't have to worry about him <laughs> kicking the door of your bedroom in and going, "Hey, let's get some push-ups going." <laughs> But you the, bastard! But what I learned, it's the dad inside you. Yeah. Well, you're the Never. dad. Yeah, it's the dad inside you. That the, that that's the yes, part. That's a really good point. And it's, like that guy, like how do you get how do you get that guy to, to die? To, I think what you have to do with him is um, <laughs> just I, tell him he doesn't live here. 
Yeah. No, I mean, basically, isn't that it? Yeah. I mean, you, it's the switch again. Yeah. It's the door that yeah. you lock that you're not going to revisit that. Yeah. Because isn't self-pity like one of the most beautiful things comics oh. love? But it's so appalling. Like it's like it yeah. can kill you. That's the really sad part. And, and people then, have to be careful. And then when it's when it's uh, when it escalates, it's just bitterness. Like you know, if you give yeah. self pity, the yeah. angry voice. Yeah. yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. yeah fuck them. Yeah, hey, I'll kill every fucker around. <laughs> hey. Hey. That guy doesn't just. You know, it. I always I did a joke a long time for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, uh, people say. You know, people say a guy was raised by wolves. I go, and I was raised by bakers and never got a laugh once. And I always thought, is that because that's a good joke to me, but only if you're a fat person can you even get oh, your, oh, you know right. what I mean? They yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. get it. They just we take, yeah, they're missing yeah. the piece. They don't go and, the and you can't do jokes about addiction, yeah, too seriously. Oh, yeah, because people Cause feel sorry people, for you. Yeah, then they get sad. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's, uh, he's in trouble. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not You're fair. okay. <laughs> Shut up. I wanted to laugh. Yeah. I don't need support. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I get letters from people all the time. Like, I get letters like, hey, I'm reaching out to you because I noticed, you know, that you're obviously unhappy and awfully big. Oh, my God. And I, if there's any way... I can be of any help. Really sweet, L- lovely. Do, are they, do you get the Jesus letters? Like maybe I, you have a, a God yes, told that you're yeah, trying to feed. Yeah. But I, I love you know. Like I always say to them, I'm good. I'm good with God. Yeah, yeah. he's not. You know, I'm not. We have an understanding. Yeah, he's he's obviously <laughs> bestowed a nice gift on me and so and a lot of luck. So. Yeah, yeah. So wait, I, I would like I have <laughs> memories of you. Like I, I'm surprised you remember me from the comedy store. But oh I guess man. You, yeah, my little long-haired, sweaty Mark. Yeah, little really, coke, always, coked up Mark. You were always nice, though. Yeah, there was. I, I, you I, know, there were. You, there weren't a lot of nice comics. No, but you and I. I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting you know, that. Yeah. we hung out together or anything, but we both, I think, occupied a spot at the comedy store. Yeah, that was. Oh, and those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like well, no I matter was, what, no matter what, we were like, oh yeah, we could put you on at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, I was a doorman. Right. You know, when when uh, when I first got out there, I was a doorman, and you were that was nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So you were pretty. You know, I was in it then. You were in it, and yeah. you were you know you you really were at the top of the you know you were the big comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got yeah. And like you were popular. And I remember the first time I met you, like it got like I, I made a mistake, and <laughs> and like I, I still it's, it sort of still sits with me. Like you, I was working the door in the main room, and uh, you're like, "Who's on?" And you know, and I and and, and I said, "Who's?" You said, "Who's going on next?" And I said, "So and so." And you're like, "Nah, I don't want to wait." And I'm like, and then I said, "Well, why don't can't you just bump them?" And I was making sort of a fat joke, oh. right? And you're like, "Don't you ever." Did I? Oh yeah. But just for fun? No, no, no. You I were sort was of, mad. You were sort of put me in my place, and I'm oh, like, yeah, he's right. That was a little. Right. You know, I don't know that guy. I that like was... that you did that impression to me. <laughs> hey, who's on? Who's on? But you after know, but that, I hated we got bumping along. people. I hated bumping people. I don't like doing it. I don't yeah. know if I can do it. I don't even know if I'm at that level yet. But I, it's always seemed rude to me. I guess if you're going to do like seven minutes because you got to do a thing. Yeah, that would be the reason. That's that's one thing. I just didn't want to do go late. And right. I didn't want to go after when somebody was really filthy. Well, then you that way you didn't work at the store for yeah you know, after a while. <laughs> well, sometimes you know because I'd go you know somebody comes up and they go, and then I come up and go butter. Yeah, 
Get out of here. We hate butter. Keep it going for Sam Kennison. Next up, yep. Louis butter. Anderson. Butter. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear my thing I used to do with Sam? Yeah. So Sam would kill it. Nobody wanted to follow Sam. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. you wanted to have some fun yourself. Well, he'd make a mess of the place. Yeah. yeah. He'd just crush it. Yeah. But even if, but even if he didn't kill, he'd, you know, oh, people yeah, would be yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was a different. It oh, was yeah. A different Changed thing. the whole energy. And then he'd get off and i go, Sam, bring him back. Sam. Oh, my God, everybody. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Let's hear it. I keep it going. Yeah. And I go, can you guys see if Sam will come back and just take another bow? Folks, you'd like that, right? Yes, we'd like it. And I'd keep doing it until people were going, okay, <laughs> we're, done. Just, we're done with him. <laughs> Then I had, then you had their attention yeah, because yeah. otherwise, you know. But I would just do it, and I was doing it for fun myself. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? I'd go to the front row. Can you believe that? Yeah. Come on, bring him, Sam. <laughs> and he's already, he's yeah. already in the back doing blow, <laughs> running around. He was a, he was yeah. a piece of work. Yeah. But uh, when did you, when did you sort of, uh, where did you start? Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. That like little what? club in Minneapolis. Which one? Mickey Finn's. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-eight. That was that while ago. Yeah, and you grew up in Minneapolis. Oh, I grew up in St. Paul, but people will still introduce you from Minneapolis. Yeah, because no one knows what St. Paul. They don't. That's yeah. nothing to people. But like, in how was um you like huge family, right? Yeah, eleven kids. How does that happen? Um, <laughs> I'm. My, you know, people say were you a Catholic? I go, no, my dad was a musician. Was he? Uh, yeah, he was a pretty famous musician. Early in the 1900s, believe it or not. Wow. See, I can't, my, I'm the second to the youngest. Yeah. And so my dad was born in 1901. So you were like the 10th the kid? I was the 10th kid out of 11. Uh-huh. And my mom was obviously very fertile. Mm-hmm. She had 16 children. Five died. Two sets of twins. And what? Um, the first baby died. Uh-huh. You know, because babies dying back then was probably more common than so the, you didn't know any of them they died no, no, at, I didn't know at childbirth i never experienced any of that right that was all along before me right. i was the second of the last child yeah how old was your mom when she had you 41 i think god she must have had, so she had like one every couple of years yeah she used to say um because back then you would they keep you in a hospital for a week yeah if you had a baby yeah and she'd say that's the only vacation i ever get is when I have a baby. And I always thought, poor mom. She was the sweetest person in the world. Fact, yeah. Yeah, she's the model for that character I'm doing. Oh, it's, so, it's such a great uh, character. Because Zach was like, I, I, I hear a voice for my mother, and it sounds like Louis Anderson. And apparently Louis C.K. just like, well, let's call Louis Anderson. Is that what happened? Isn't that a funny thing? Yeah. Like, I got a call from uh, Steve Levine, comedian, yeah. uh, agent you yeah. know, at ICM. Yeah. And he says... Uh, Louis C.K. wants your number. And I go, give it to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he called me. He goes, Louis, I'm with Zach and Galifianakis. We're doing a sitcom, and we want you to play a part. And I go, yeah. You yeah, know? Sure. Those, those two people call you. You go, yeah. Yeah. He goes, we want you to play Zach's mom. I go, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing my mom's voice in my act, you know, since, yeah. you know. The beginning. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just doing your mom, basically. I'm just doing my mom. And, uh, and. But you, but you had no problem with the. It seems to me that you really are enjoying it. I'm loving it. That like you know, I grew up with five sisters. Yeah, 
and a really sweet mom. Was this the first time you sort of theoretically... Like, this you're... is the first time that I did anything except for Dom Irera and in one of his specials. Yeah. I played the maid who came in so, while he was sleeping. Right. And he goes, was that Louis Anderson? <laughs> and it, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That was just that little tiny... It's the only time I ever... So you're doing drag, drag, kind of. Yeah, kind of, but I never looked at it as drag. I have to be honest yeah. with you, Mark. No, right. You know what I just tried to do with the character is, like, be real. Right. That's how Didn't it's playing. trying to change the voice. People Didn't... are loving it. People love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good Jonathan for you. Jonathan Kreisel. Yeah. You know who he is. I do know who he is. Portlandia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who directed and it? He directed him all the episodes. And what did he, what What was the direction? <laughs> did you just, they just let you do what you wanted to do? No. He no. had a very specific thing in mind, Jonathan. Really? What yeah. was that? Um, he said to me at the be- beginning of the project, he said, think of this as a three and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a really good way of looking at the whole something. series. Yeah, yeah, the whole series. Uh-huh. And then he would never say it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. Never. But he would say, what if, what do we try it? Right. Or just some little, it was always minute, you know, it was minimal words. And then I would say oftentimes, hey, can I just say it how my mom would say it? Yeah. And that's where a lot of those words have come from. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, uh, um, you know, that whole Arby's. Yeah. You know, we had an Arby's. Sure. That was our first fast food by our house. Sure. And the curly fries. Oh, that stuff. I think it's paprika. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I always think paprika is the funniest. Yeah, word. of of words of all the spices. <laughs> Do you want paprika on it? Yeah. No, I don't want yeah. paprika. On it. <laughs> but then you're like, if you you know, if you find one of those curly fries makers, I'd like to have one. I would like to have one. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have one? I mean, not that you'd but use then it ever. Fry later. No, no, but yeah. I know, but not that you'd ever use it. But, but just you'd to have, have it. it. You could just take it out of the drawer. Yeah, that's a Midwestern thing. Sure. Here, let me show you something. <laughs> what? Look at this. Do you know what it is? No. It's a curly fry cutter. Yeah. And then put it back. And that's it. Do you have one? No. Uh-huh. I didn't think so. <laughs> that's that's the essence of my mom. I didn't think so. But there is something about the Midwest that it's this sort of sturdy kind of, uh, you know, uh, emotional... Um, uh, monotone that is very passive aggressive and very sort of like mm, polite, but, yes. but a little jabby. I I used to do a bit in my act, but nobody really liked me doing it. Yeah. I do a bit where Midwesterners will cut you with a razor, yeah, and then go, "Oh my God, let me run up and get my first aid kit." Yeah, and then they will bandage you up. I don't know what got into me. <laughs> I just was nervous, yeah. and then when they get it all bandaged up, they will rip the bandage off. <laughs> I got, oh, what did I, I, do? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> and it's just a constant, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like they're so, because I have a theory that they're in the house too long. And it's cold. From the right, winter, right. you're in the house too long and you start thinking, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm yeah, lose cabin my fever. Mind. Cabin fever. So your da- what kind of musician we was your dad? never had a cabin. No, you never did? My dad, believe it or not, played with Hoagie Carmichael. Big band guy? Yeah, big band and uh, jazz. He was a jazz trumpet and cornet player. Really? Yeah. And he toured? He was a touring he musician? He toured. You know, one time in the 80s, I was opening for uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash for, really? a, for a benefit. Yeah. I always had, you know, I never played the clubs. I got really lucky. I went from The Tonight Show to the comedy store at the Dunes. And um, I, I, I got to remember this writer's name, but he was a Vegas writer. He's a street named after him there. And he reviewed me. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great review that the next week 
I got a job opening for the Commodores at Bally's. Right. Yeah. In Vegas. And from and I had an agent, Frank Rio, yeah, who handled Bob Hope, Marlena Dietrich, and lots of big artists. Yeah, you know, you know um, what's his name, uh, Johnny Mathis, and yeah. all these people. And so he started getting me gigs. You know, yeah. I went, I went from, I went from the um, Commodores to the Pointer Sisters to Smokey Robinson. To Natalie Cole, all in Vegas or touring? All in Vegas, yeah. Almost was well, a few touring, like you know the I, the Westbury Music Fair. Yeah. So I started getting those jobs, yeah, and they were r- real lucrative, yeah. That was more money than I ever made, like in a year. Well, let's track it. Let me let's go back and and, and write it out. So your dad, so you're in Vegas, and someone knew your dad or what? There's a guy comes. The security comes to me after the show. There's a guy who uh, your dad taught him trumpet lessons. Huh. I go, good, bring him back, because we have no memorabilia of my dad. Did you know him? I didn't know the guy. Your dad? Yeah, yeah, I knew my dad, yeah. yeah. I wrote a book about my dad, Dear Dad. And I'll he... send it over to you. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, so te- letters I wrote to my dad 10 years after he died. Oh, how old were you when he died? I was 27. Oh, so you, had, you, you yeah. knew him, yeah. I knew him. How <laughs> um <laughs> And this guy came back and he said, your dad, I took trumpet lessons from your dad. He was a great trumpet lesson. I go, what was he like? He was hard. He was tough. I go, I know he was a prick, right? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I sure. want to, I go, oh, good. He wasn't just mean to me. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he brought me a poster, a woodblock print. Oh, sure, yeah. Louis Anderson and his orchestra. Wow. And it looked, you know, like I was named after him. It yeah. looked like one of my posters from the 80s. Uh-huh. And it was just so, it was like, oh, my dad. Because I had heard about all this stuff. Right, right. But it was real. My dad toured. He was probably in these kind of places. Sure. So it was a big thing to me. So by the time you d- you kind of have a memory or a relationship with him, he was he was not working as a musician anymore? He was 50 when I was born. Right. So he, he had... He had false teeth, and he pretty much lost his lip uh-huh. for playing the trumpet. Really? Yeah. But he would play the harmonica, and he would uh, play the ukulele when he, my mom was mad at him. Oh, he'd go into he'd the room. He'd do love just... songs. Oh, really? Yeah. To make it up to her? Yeah, to try and make it up to her. So w- w- your relationship with him, was, was <coughs> he was hard on you? He was an alcoholic. Sure. He was a mean, uh, mean, violent alcoholic. To all he his... never hit me. Yeah. But he was very mean to my mom and hit my older brothers and sisters before I was really even in the family. So by the time you were uh, awake, he was, t- he was, he was tired. He was tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hear that about parents sure. all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah, that they get exhausted. They get exhausted, and then. Uh, but you grew up in that chaos of I like, grew up you know, in that, like, like when, yeah. what's that kind of like be? a nuclear bomb? I always tell people, growing up in a alcoholic family, yeah, is one of the weirdest things because. There's a, it's like being around nuclear fallout. Yeah, yeah. Because later in your life, it starts, it comes up. Like mm-hmm. you go, you know, it really affects your whole life. Well, yeah, but I, what someone brought up to me that I didn't really think about, which makes good sense, is that when you have a, a parent like that, you just don't know what the hell's going to happen ever. Right. Like Yes you, is no, no is yes, and, 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 and you're when, right. And when they're coming home, you're like, what's, is, where, yes. what's it going to be like? Yeah, what's it, it, you had that kind of parent? Well, he was a, a bipolar guy. Oh, so like he was erratic. Yes. wasn't alcohol-based, yeah. but it was still like- Same he, behavior, though, right? right? Is he going to blow up? Is it, yeah. you Because know, he wasn't home that much. You know, he's a doctor. So when he was home, you're like, all right, everyone's got to- 
play this game now. You know, I hope and I hope he can find everything he's looking tip-toeing for. Tiptoeing around, right? Right, right. God forbid he decides, like, where's that hat? And yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh, God. Where, and, you know, know, they do it on purpose, it seemed like. I know. I just, you know, you just want to go, your hat's right here. Yeah, but you don't know where it is. But no you one don't know, where know it is. And there isn't even a hat, maybe. There might not there be. There might not be a hat. Yeah, and then after he's made everyone cry, he's like, oh, I think I got rid of that. And then, like, and then no, the no... Nothing. No conscience about it or anything. But no. did you ever have this happen where you walked in the house and you knew you picked up on it immediately oh, without yeah. seeing anyone? You just feel it. You just felt it. Yeah. like the, the, And I don't know if that was something you imagined and it turned out that way or if it's something you develop. I think you I think you must develop because I have the same thing now with... Um, with audiences a lot of times. So like, and you must have it. I mean, yeah. I comics don't talk about it that much, but no. I can sit backstage in the main room, you know, whoever's on before me, and hear just the vibration. I'm like, all right, I, yeah. I, I know oh, what yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. Or if you walk yeah. into a room and you're like, no, nah, there's a little badness here. Yeah. That, that table, that's yeah. going to be a problem. You can feel the vibe of it. Sometimes you know, I'm wrong and I'm projecting, I, but you know. Most times you're not, though, because I do it all the time. I go, I'll hear somebody go, Say the wrong way they're saying it, yeah. scream out or drunk. Or, right, right, right. I go, hey, make sure they're out by the time <laughs> I get on there. Because I'm all about removing people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any qualms. Well, because you're, 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 you know, you, um, your your presentation, uh, you know, why why would you want to engage with that? I mean, some dudes will fucking you know do that thing. I won't do it. No, why not? Why would I don't you? want anything to do with that? I'm a sensitive child. Yeah, on stage, <laughs> I know. I am. I'm not the guy who. Yeah. Because I get too mean. Mm-hmm. And people go, God, he can be mean. <laughs> you don't want to show him that. But I get, like, I go, hey. Yeah. Hey, I think we should be able to kill hecklers, I'll yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. huh? It would change comedy. People, wouldn't right. fu- they wouldn't fuck around anymore. Oh, that's funny because your your tone is so sweet and you're so wide yeah. open that the and moment then, there's a problem, it's like, hey, then, you're a bad, you know, you should go to yeah, hell. And then they go, and then people go. Oh, oh I don't trust Louie yeah. anymore now. Yeah. I don't like him. There's a lot going on in there we yeah. don't know about. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he's he's bad inside. He's, that guy. Don't give him the pie afterwards. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. That's so weird, though. But, so wait, so when you wrote the the book to your father, you were you were sort of reckoning with your feelings, and I was on tour. Yeah, I was at the um, Summerfest. You know what that is in Milwaukee? Mm-mm. It's an outdoor thing, which Did a is lot the of worst those, huh? forever. Oh, it's the worst. It's for the comedy. worst. I don't. Yeah, the worst. For, and I was in excess. Was in the stall next to me so yeah. they were playing while i was talking oh boy you know which was so there were two stages there there were like two or three stages oh, it's the, it's worst. Like the worst and every and it was daytime yeah and people were like walking through you can't what focus is <laughs> what is he hey fatty <laughs> he's all right you're all right though <laughs> shut up so i'm coming out of I people think they're funny. That's but, it's just, but it's it's always that kind of like that weird drunky lady yeah. just walking yeah. by and wants a little attention. Yeah. Hey, hey. Ugh, God! Hey, I know you. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so I'm driving out of there, and we're and drunks were avoiding hitting drunks. And yeah, like, I'm getting a car ride out to the hotel. Yeah, and I get back at the and while I'm doing that, yeah, I go, oh, this is my. This is like my life my, with my dad. As the, a passenger, you were yeah. I was in the back seat, you know, getting a ride back to the right you know, where they have the yeah. volunteers that take you back. Mm-hmm. And that guy's going, "Look at all these drunks," and I go, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then I get back and I write a letter to my dad. I just I don't know why. I just had a journal and I wrote in it. Yeah. And I wrote a letter. Yeah. 
And I said, hey, uh, I just finished this and blah, blah, blah. Just spilled it out. And then I wrote like- uh, And he's already passed. He's already dead 10 yeah, years. right. And uh, I just kept writing these letters on the on the tour, filling up these journals. Yeah. And People Magazine, Todd Gold was going to do an article on adult children of alcoholics. Oh, yeah. So I said, they said, do you want to do a, do you have anything? I go, mm -hmm. I have these letters. Yeah. And I gave him a few of the letters. Mm -hmm. And I got such a response from people writing in that I was in the process of doing an autobiography yeah. for Simon & Schuster. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to do that. I want to do this book. And they said, well, we don't want to do that book. And so I said, well, I'm not doing the, the book you want. <laughs> yeah. So I went to my agent, found me Penguin. Yeah. And they did the book, and it turned out to be a bestseller. It's on uh, Amazon now. It's finally on Kindle. Did you do a, a, a book on tape? I did do a book on tape. It was very emotional, lots of crying in it. Really? Yeah, because this book is very emotional. You know, sure, I, of course. I completely take the journey to find out who my dad really was. Right. Like I went, my dad was a fascinating guy that I didn't know. Sure. He was raised, his father was a great inventor. Mm -hmm. He invented like uh, 50 things. That Curly fries. Cutter. Well, a deep that, fryer, yeah. deep oh, yeah. fryer, <laughs> some sort of deep fryer oh, yeah. thing way back. Mm -hmm. And he was an alcoholic and he sold them all to lawyers, all the patents. Yeah. And then him and his wife would go on these cross country train drunks uh -huh. and leave the kids. Right. And on one of the trips, there was a murder in the house uh, in, by a Swedish gang. On the train? No. In your house? No, in my dad's house oh, okay. growing up. Oh, okay. His parents were gone. Yeah. And there was a murder. Uh-huh. And it was a Swedish gang in yeah. Minnesota, which was a weird thing. Yeah. And um, they took all the kids away, including my dad. Huh. The, you know, the- Because they were- uh, Because they, they weren't there. Right. And there was a murder. Right. Who, then, who got murdered? Somebody at somebody at the house. I don't, it wasn't one of them that got murdered, right. but the daughter who was in charge of them killed herself out of- because, Shame. Yeah, out of shame. And then my dad got adopted- out, you know what they've got put up for adoption. Mm -hmm. You know what, how that works. Mm -hmm. They put people the, where that term comes from. Put you up in front of the congregation at the church. Really, and people would pick who they wanted. Wow, and then and it was so, like a service. So like they, they, well, I mean, it was like it was good and well, no, but it was a good, yeah, but it was good and bad. You know right, what I sure, mean? Sure. Like the kids didn't have a place. So the community was trying to be helpful, but Lutherans, Lutherans, yeah, yeah, and so I think they were Lutherans. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, um, but my dad and his sister got split up. He had a sister who was very close in his age. He went one place and she went another, uh. and it destroyed him. And he got adopted by a German family, who worked him as a farmhand, and he stayed in a different part of the house, and he ate different food. Uh, so that's and he so never, indentured servant. Yeah, he, and he never. Oh my God. And then at 15, he went and uh, made them sign a thing. He goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna join the army. He says, you have, I want you to sign this and say I'm old enough to join the army. Did they? And they did, and he learned, he became a bugle player. For World War II? Yeah, World War One. Wow. Yeah. It was like 1916 or 1917. That's a crazy story. It is, isn't it? So it's like, a good story, though. And so I f figured that out. I go, oh, my God, my dad had a most miserable thing. Yeah. 
you know, he and he was a better person than his parents were in some, you know, grotesque way, right? Well, there's a journey to it, like in, as as an adult the book child, is a complete journey a, you're right. a, a, of an alcoholic. You know, you've got all this resentment, you know, and you and you've got all this shame, and you know, all this stuff that you hold them responsible for, and they're monsters in your eyes. And I, it sounds to me that the process of working through this and finding more out about him allowed you to to see him as a person and maybe forgive him. I did forgive him. The book is all about forgiveness. And I got 10,000 letters from that book. I have all the letters still in storage. Of I people re- that were like, you really I had much me? worse, yeah, but had much worse lives than I. Like, I'd read those letters and go, oh, my God, this guy. One guy sent me when he was beat by his father with by a two-by-four oh as a child. <laughs> and he still he still loved his father. Well, you, that's we. You, that's because yeah, you, you. They're your father. They're your father. It's so fucked up. Louis. You know, like my dad. It is. But this is what I always say to people. Even, I. I mean, this is how damage people get damaged. Like when people, when husbands and wives divorce. Yeah. Even though my dad was a monster, the fact that he stayed together was better than had he left. Right. On some weird deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so isn't that the weirdest thing? Like this the sunshine you need to get from your father's, you know, being there. Yeah. is so necessary even if he's a monster. Well, here's what I here's I, I don't I, I don't know if you've heard this, but this was like I just read about this recently is that the thing is though about loving the monster yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah. Is what happens when you're a little kid, you know that there's something wrong. Right. Right, but they're right. your dad. Right. So you love him. Right, right. So you think like, well, that, then who is then? If you love your dad, and that's your dad, and and you you have to love him because it's it's your nature, and he's a monster. Who gets to blame for feeling shitty? You do, right? Right. That's so crazy. Yeah, because you are the reason they drink when right. you grow up. You're sure. the reason your dad was bipolar. Right. If he wouldn't have had you. If he would have just had the other kids, I mean, that's how people do it, though. Or, 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 just, or, just, or just the fact, like maybe, maybe I, I feel weird. I feel emotionally abused or alienated. Yeah. So it must be my problem when it's really because they're emotionally incapable. So you blame yourself, and then you you make this weird parent inside of you that can barely handle you. Right? It's I don't know. It gets a little crazy, but but the good thing is, yeah, for both of us, yeah, is. How many jobs could we have done? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Look at you. You have the number one podcast in the world because of that miserable father. I I I hate to say that. No, no. And I I have the same thing because of my crazy mother and my miserable father. Right. But you know what? The gift that just keeps giving. (laughs) And taking and giving and taking. (laughs) But do you ever think about that? Like, I don't know. When I see people who have regular jobs and stuff, you know, yeah. you know, you know, God bless them. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing okay. But like, I would not fit into that environment. I don't know how to behave like a person. But I'll yeah. ask you a question yeah. that I was asked when the book came out. Yeah. What would you trade it, that childhood, for a normal upbringing? And I always said, yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> I, I think I because would, Because I think you want, I think that's the right thing to say. Because I already had this, and this wasn't easy. It's not easy. So, yes. Yeah, so, like, other people also don't know how to deal with you because they go, are you crazy? Right. And you go, yes. Yeah, I yeah. am. And they go, because there's, uh, you know, like, the whole thing is, for our family, did yeah. you have this? What? Where secrets were currency. They're, like, pow- like the power in the family. Like, you, 
like you don't talk about your family being, you know, right, right, you right. know, you couldn't have friends over because right. you didn't know how your dad was going to act, right? You know, people were I, terrified I, of my dad because he would yell at them in the yard if they walked on his lawn, right? When also it's a little embarrassing. Oh, completely embarrassing. Yeah, and you don't want your dad to be drunk in a chair. Yeah, my mom was a little more embarrassing than my dad because my, but but like. But secrets, it turns out what's weird about secrets is that, like, you know, with your father, like, you get to a certain age, and if they live long enough, then they'll be like, now you want to know something? I'm like, I don't think so. Because they'll start telling you shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, ugh. You know what? And there's such a, was your mom, like, my mom was a lovely person, but she enabled a lot of this. Sure. Behavior yeah, right. like my dad quit drinking at sixty nine, mm-hmm. and he turned and my mom turned to me and said, "I told you he'd quit." <laughs> and I go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I I mean, oh my god! I couldn't even like I just wasn't I didn't even say anything to her. I just walked in my room, I think, and just went, "Oh my god!" This is what you come from. This is this is <laughs> the denial. She thinks that she, she got did. him to quit at sixty nine. At sixty nine. How did your other siblings fare? They all suffered. Yeah. There was drinking people who were a lot like my dad and physio- the physiology uh-huh. became, uh, some became alcoholics. Uh-huh. Um, the people who were like my mom, which is me, more became fat oh, yeah. and codependent, uh-huh. and those kind of things. Yeah. Enabled people. Uh-huh. And, and But Are they, know, how many of them are around? I only have, uh, there's only five of us. Mm-hmm. Left close out of eleven. Are you close? Yeah, super close. Oh, now. That's good. Yeah, because we're all like, oh yeah. man, are they up in? Minnesota? We made it. Yeah, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Are they in they Minnesota? Just, they're in Minnesota or Wisconsin mm-hmm. or South Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's got... where my mom grew up in South Dakota. My dad uh, grew up in Minnesota. God, really kind of Midwest. Yeah, very Midwest. Full on, full on. And butter. you got a bunch of nephews and nieces and twenty-seven nephews. Oh my and God! Nieces and twenty-two great nephews and nieces. So big family stuff. Big family. Well, that's nice, right? Yeah. We just had a hundred people, a hundred and some people show up for a summer little reunion. Mm-hmm. It was really nice, and it's really fun to see how they're doing better. Yeah, how they have escaped. Yeah. You know, like some, I think the DNA spreads a little. Yeah. So that it's not so, but. <laughs> Breaks lo- down a little. Yeah. yeah. But the, you know, every, a lot of people went through drug use or yeah. drug addiction and then yeah. those addictions are, yeah. are sneaky. Yeah. And they do run in families. They do run in families. So let's go to like, let's track the, the, the comedy life. When did you decide to be an entertainer? I, I, in, uh, I just, you know, I used to watch the tonight show with my dad. Oh, you and bonded he, with that? Yeah, because he was a musician. He right. loved Doc Severinsen. Yeah. The trumpet player. Mm-hmm. And um, then he'd let me stay up and watch The Comedian. I always wanted to watch The Comedian. Oh, yeah? And Johnny and, and Jack Benny was a big, I was yeah. a big Jack Benny fan. Loved him? Yeah. His timing. I just, yeah, it's, yeah, it was yeah. just so beautiful. Yeah. And it, and you, it, no one does that like you. Well, it's sweet of you to say, but it really- It's a it, rare thing, dude. Yeah, nowadays, I don't think very many people do it. And Jonathan Winters, I was <gasps> I was infatuated with his crazy. Uh, Bob Hope, Bob uh, Hope. Johnny Carson, Richard Pryor, and um, and uh, Jackie Vernon. Did you ever oh, know? I loved Jack? him. He was one of my favorites. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, sing-songy. Uh, yeah, he's so sweet, too. It yeah. Was, uh, there was some uh, great, he was a sad sack. He was a sad sack, and, and they, which is exactly what my my character 
has been often. Yeah, I mean, you think yeah, so? I think so. You know, he's a fat guy. He's right, doing this right. stuff. I, yeah, I guess kind of so. a sad, sad character. Yeah. If I just did my, yeah, you know, I used to just do one-liners. I can't right. stay long. I'm in between meals. Yeah. I used to do that. I go, I uh, went to a fat camp, broad jump, I killed her, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. fat jokes. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, so it was a fat character. So that's what you started doing? So, so that's what I, and I was a very deliberate, like, hope in the delivery. Well, that's a, that's efficient. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. very efficient. And I paced and I did that. Well, and then I was kind of a Rickles comic. I would, would tear. Well, where does would, this start? So you're, you're watching that when you're a kid. Yeah. Did you go to I, college? I did a dare. I wasn't going to be a comic, but I, somebody dared me to do it because they thought it. Because people would always laugh. When? At how me. old were you? I was twenty-five. Did you go to college? I did go to a place called uh, Antioch University. You uh, know, in the University. Yeah, I've never heard that in word. the sixties, seventies. Yeah. The you know where the kind of the all in all the poor areas. Uh -huh. I grew up very poor. Uh -huh. Really? Yeah, they grew up. They had. These communiversities, yeah, where and it was all. I think me and my brother were the only white kids in it, yeah. And they had like an Angela Davis, yeah. um, um, dean mm -hmm. who married a white lawyer. Mm -hmm. It was just like I go, oh, and it was radical, very, very radical. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot. I was a political science major, and mm -hmm. then I just said, oh, I'm just such a bad student, yeah. And I don't want to read all this, yeah. I want to just hang around. <laughs> I just want to hang. Comics just want to hang around. They do just want. And I think I had a little learning disability reading. Yeah. Because later, when I got found audiobooks, I I was voracious in my yeah my reading. But to re read and comprehend, I had a problem with it. So you're so I 25. Went there, 25. Yeah. Did it on a dare. Yeah. Where? At at uh, Mickey Finn's uh -huh. on Third and Central. Uh huh. In this little fifty seat bar. Yeah. With. Um, Jeff Gerbino, Scott Hansen, um, Gary He's, Johnson. These are all Alex Cole. I don't know if Cesario was there yet or not, but he's a Minneapolis guy. Yeah, he, he well, he's Kenosha, but he came to Minneapolis. Uh huh. And um, Alex Cole, I think I recognize that. Name. Alex Cole, Scott Hansen, the great big guy. Oh yeah. yeah Did you yeah. ever work with him? No, in, no. no. Um, and we we only had and Jeff Gerbino, and we only had like. We just had like six or seven people. Yeah. So that's when the show was over. So we'd all do, you know, our 15. And then I became the MC because I said, I'll be an MC. So you started the comedy scene? Then? No, I was one. No, they started, but I came very shortly after. And on the dare, the first time you did it, how'd it go? I killed it. Yeah. Just because I had all my friends there. Yeah. And my dad was there and oh. my mom was there. So it was just going to be a one-time thing. I was so it was like an open mic kind of thing? It was an open mic. I did like three minutes. And you loved it. And I just, I said, this is fun. Yeah. And some weird, and my legs were shaking, and the guy said, and I was way too uh, on the mic like yeah, that, yeah. and my friend said, hold back, Louie, hold back, and I go, I'm doing the best I can. These are the best jokes I have, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. trying to be funny yeah. and that, and then it just, it felt so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so you started off, the first jokes you wrote were all weight related? I think the first one was, I can't stay long. Be, oh, let me move this so you can see me. Oh, right, right. Fat yeah. jokes like yeah, that. Sure. I was a kid most like, vo voted most likely to become a group. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I was, uh, I was, when I was born, I weighed 60 pounds. <laughs> Real uh, rudimentary. Sure. The doctor had to bring a crane in to slap my ass. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, those kind yeah, of yeah. jokes that you just look back and go, wow. Complete self-deprecating. Yeah, complete self-deprecating. And then one day, you know, we I love to work. And so uh -huh. we worked seven days a week. We had a very vibrant 
comedy scene in Minneapolis because uh-huh. it was just a little club and sure. it was packed and yeah. we charged a dollar and we were so happy to split it up. Bill Bauer too. Uh huh. If you ever remember Bill remember Bauer, him, man. Bill Bauer was a great. God rest his soul. He was a great comic. So one day a guy was with. I go, is that your dad? To the kid, no, he, he goes, oh, is that your dad? Yeah. He goes, he nice. He goes, yeah, he's a nice guy. I go, my dad. He wasn't nice. He never hit us. He'd just carry a gun. Yeah, yeah. And then I did. He never shot it. He'd go. Yeah. And then I hit on that vein. Yeah. I mean, I started. The family vein. I hit on the family thing. Yeah. And a guy who we were working with, Norman, uh, Roman DeCare, a little guy who played a tiny harmonica. Yeah. Said, Louis, if you do that family stuff and you have a clean act, you'll become famous. And for some reason, that stuck when he said it. I mean, you know, he was an older person, and I thought, well, he must know something. He's, yeah. a, he's a Shriner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that was a really wonderful thing to stumble on um, the family stuff. Yeah. You know, my mom. And then yeah. I just told things about my, the real things about my mom and dad. Yeah. And people you know, loved it. And people liked it because I do the voice, and I made my dad a real mean guy. You know? Yeah. And was he all the time? He didn't want to be bothered. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that yeah, thing yeah. with a dad like that? Yeah. But he was a lovely person. He, if he, if you met him, he would be very nice to you. Sure, they always are. Yeah. And then the, the monsters are. Yeah, yeah. Then the door closes. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> All right, party's over. Yeah, party's over. <laughs> Where's my wrench? <laughs> it was always that when you said sure, that hat yeah. thing. Oh fuck! Because we, we used to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a, it it's was like terror. living with the terrorists. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and you just you'd hear the sounds of things. Mm-hmm. Like, Where's that? Here we go. It was like out of a cartoon. Yeah. It was like a, what is it? The Tasmanian devil. Right, right. Slowly throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know they did it. My family did it. I'm going to get that. And then he'd yell and, you know, he'd terrorize everyone. And then we'd eat. Yeah. And my mom would feed us. frightening. Just have some food. Yeah. So when did you go to L.A.? When did you decide? Now, who else was there? Who was, so you named some of the guys. Was a. Jeff Trebino. Right. Uh, who's still working, doing comedy. Scott Hans is still doing comedy. I think I know uh, Scott Hanson. I just can't picture um, him. Alex Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Cesario, of Cesario, course. Cesario, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joel Hodgson came oh, onto yeah, the scene. Yeah. He he did it. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm missing. Liz Winstead eventually joined that yeah. whole group. Yeah. And it was a really, it was a good scene, like, because Minneapolis has more theater seats yeah, I, I love playing outside that. Outside of uh, and New it's York, good audience, great audiences. They're not mean. <laughs> no, they're lovely people. That's why they taught me how to really do the stand up. Really, well, you're afforded, uh, you know, that luxury of of having polite, painfully polite people. Yeah. Well, they give you a shot. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Right. But they did, if they didn't like it, they yeah. didn't laugh. Right. Yeah. Right. They right, just right. sit there. And you know, I met all. I met some really important people in my comedy life. Oh yeah, I know Scott. There in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I met uh, Leonard Barr, who was very nice to us. We brought him in. Jeff Trubino was really smart. He goes, let's bring Leonard Barr in because people know who he is and we'll pay him and then, you know, we'll we'll be all able to perform. Then we brought Hanny Youngman in. Yeah, and then Hanny Youngman really liked me and I wrote for him for a while. You did? Yeah, I was a terrible writer, but he liked me. He had a, a heavy grandson, Larry Kelly, who uh-huh. became a good friend of mine. And I wrote jokes for his grandson. Uh-huh. He goes, write some of those fat jokes for my grandson. 
All right, now get out of here. No, he was really sweet. Uh-huh. And then Rodney, yeah, came to town yeah. at the Celebrity Carlton Room, uh-huh. uh huh, the Carlton Celebrity Room, yeah. And we all went down to see him. I go, let's go see him. And gotta then see I, Rodney. Yeah, and yeah. I, I read about that he likes scotch, so yeah. I bought a bottle of Glenn Levitt scotch. Oh yeah, and we brought it to him with some. And we were so Minnesota, and we brought balloons. Mm-hmm. You know, congratulate, hello, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so silly. Yeah. And so he was so ple- he was so moved by that, uh-huh. and he never forgot that I brought him that scotch. Oh yeah, and then because you'd see him over the years. Yes, and then he came and performed at our little club and put us on the map. I, I called the press and I yeah. said, you know, Rodney's going to be there or Jeff did. Somebody called the press. How great was it to watch that guy? Yeah, because we all went on first and yeah. he watched us. Yeah, and then he got up and went, "Boy, you play this club means you got no act." Yeah. You know, you really let us know. I think he's one of the, like, he does not, he literally does not get the respect that it's he deserves. True. And I don't know why. You know, the same with Sam. You know, given that Sam was a monster. I think among comics, they get the respect. I guess so. Because people, you know, comics know exactly if somebody's good or not. Yeah. And comics don't deny that. Yeah. But the public, yeah, they, we don't measure all the other things about Sam. We right. don't measure all the other things about Rodney. Right. We just measure, I mean, I don't know, Rodney was the last great character yeah. comic to yeah. live. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Rodney came to our club, that was it. Yeah. And then he called me after that, when I came to LA and yeah. said, I want you to do the Young Comedian special. Right. And Sam was on that. Yeah. And that, and when, oh, that was a, that was an unbelievable experience because he said, I want you to go on last, kind of as a, as a compliment to me. This was shot at Dangerfield, yeah. right? And I said, okay, but I didn't want to go on last. Yeah, I wanted to go yeah. third. Yeah, third. That's <laughs> Third's the place. always the best spot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me just go on third yeah. so that you guys can, they'll be warmed up and then I can leave. Um, so you were on So Sam, Sam went on fifth. Was, well, go ahead. Go so ahead. it was you, I'll Sam, you. Dom. Yeah. Uh, Harry Basil. Yeah. Uh, Bob Saget. Yeah. Uh, Rita Rudner. Yeah. Howie Gold. Wow. Uh, Bob Nelson. Yeah. Um, Not Dom? I don't think Dom was on that one. Not on that one? And Sam. He might have been, though. Yeah. But Bob Saget was on it. Yeah. I think I got everybody on there, but I might, I probably missed somebody. And Sam. And Sam. So, or it could just be the one Sam was on. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Because what happened was, Sam went on fifth. Yeah. And nobody had ever seen Sam in New York City. Yeah. And I went, oh. But you knew him from L.A. at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I mean, he he completely killed the room. Yeah. Did and he do well, went, though? <laughs> no, he killed, yeah. Oh, yeah. People saw somebody brand new. Yeah. Like, and yeah. they went crazy. Right. <laughs> they went crazy. And all you thought about is, oh, I'm on last. How the fuck am I going to follow gonna, that? Right. But luckily, I lucked out because after four more people. Yeah. They had it had regrouped, it had, yeah, regrouped, yeah. and so I got, I had a good set, but I still never forgot. That was the first time I saw a phenomena happen in front of me. Sam, yes, yeah, that was the first time I saw like true, like when people must have saw Robin for right, the first right, right. time. Right, right, right. You're like, or, this is going to be Or Andy what? Kaufman. Yeah, right, You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Or Elvis. Right. It was that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. He was like an Elvis. Like, yeah. I think among comics, Sam was considered like one of the last 
groundbreaking yeah. people, don't you? Well, I, I, I wonder because like I see a lot of young comics and, and everything else, and you know, their heroes are a little different. And I well, think that, yeah. And I think that Sam. I don't think Sam was us to. I don't think you could be. He could be our hero. Because I don't think we could emulate him, right? Because he was a little like he was a little wrong minded, but stylistically, yeah, yeah. he was a know, little wrong minded. Is exactly right. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. And, but like stylistically, you know, you listen to that first record, like Hotter Than Hell, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, no one has done that. You know, and Hicks was his own thing, and they knew each other. But you know, Hicks went highbrow in a way. But Sam was Hicks like, was a satirist, yes. completely. Sam was a performer. Yeah, he was a clown. Am I right? Yeah, I, mean, I think know, so. Yeah, I think he was a preacher. But but he had a with him, yeah, he had a shtick. He had a definite shtick. And, and he, he was a rock star comic. Right. But when did you... Okay, so you come to LA in what year? 81. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then when did you get in at the store? Uh, Jimmy Walker finally made Mitzi watch me. Oh, really? Yeah. In what and year? 82? 82? It, it was a... I think it was 82, yeah. Yeah. And then... What did she um, say? Uh... He's good. He's a sweater comic. I go, what? You're a sweater comic. Wear a sweater. Yeah. Don't wear a jacket. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. You're from the Midwest? And then she'd pinch my cheek. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. I love Mitzi. Yeah. She was always nice to me. Yeah, yeah. And Did you um, wear a sweater? I had it in the car. <laughs> and she go, where's your sweater? I go, it's in the car. You want me to get it? No. But wear it next time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because I didn't want to wear a sweater. I didn't want to wear the sweater. Yeah. And uh, she she told me to wear a scarf. She did, honestly? Yeah, yeah. See? See? We're You're a poet. You should wear a scarf. That's kind of a nice thing, though. It is. When that happened, when I started doing more work, yeah. it was good. It yeah. was good for me. Yeah. Because I wasn't. I was never caught up. Luckily, I was never caught up in all the bullshit. Of, of varying kinds. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't get it. You know, I just said, just get my time. Mm-hmm. I'd always say to Debbie, who was upstairs, and yeah. everything, get me an earlier time if you can. I want to get in and get out. Yeah, that's what that's I do. I mean, give, me, yeah. give me the third or fourth yeah. spot. So I, I don't even know what that place looks like after 1030. Yeah. Like, I you know, yeah. sometimes. It's like, it, it still gets weird. It's always going to be weird. Yeah. You know, the OR is still like you... You know how good the set is. Yeah. If you go to the OR, I don't yeah. care what the crowd is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a really true. Oh yeah. And, uh, and barometer. You can, you can eat, eat it in there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can eat it easily <laughs> with just a piano player. You could just eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know he can just go. Ooh, <laughs> no good. No good. So you, so I went there. Yeah. Um, and worked. I was always first, second, or third on. Yeah. And, you know, I was always early. Mitzi just put me on early. Yeah. And how'd you get the Tonight Show? Oh, uh, it's just. You know, that was a bitter pill for me. I auditioned for two years. Jim McCauley said, you're not, you're not, uh, Johnny wouldn't like you. You're not for two Carson years. material for two years. And then the Letterman people booked me. Mm-hmm. And then the Tonight Show called the next day and said, uh, we want you on. And I thought, oh. But, and I, so I did it because yeah. I wanted to do Johnny Carson's show. Not anything against Dave, but that cost me dearly with Dave it for did? a while, for a couple of years. Really, the producer wouldn't. The producer wouldn't have me. Bob, on. no, it was a woman. I can't think of her name. Oh yeah, yeah. She apologized to me later in life. You know, when I ran into her once, she goes, "I'm sorry, I did that, but we were so mad at you." And I go, "I wrote Dave a note, I think, once, and said, hey, Dave, even you would have picked it.'" And did he get back to you? Then I was on shortly after that, so Dave kind of changed it. And I did Dave. He but- was already gone by the time he got to the store, though, right? Yeah, yeah, he was gone. He yeah. was gone. He wasn't there. 
So what was it like doing Johnny for the first time, being on that stage? Did you, was your dad still around? No, he was gone. Uh, but my mom was, so that was a good thing. And Was it great? You know what was so great about The Tonight Show was I was so prepared. You know, I had nine Tonight Shows prepared when I got the first Tonight uh-huh. Show. I had nine already. Well, that's smart. That's what yeah, they well, used to what, do. Yeah, that's what I, I always said I'm going to have. Yeah. I'm going to get on The Tonight Show more than once, hopefully. Yeah. So I finally got on. And here's what I noticed. How little everything was back there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that little yeah. stage. Yeah. And I was behind that curtain. Yeah. That curtain that I watched, Open, honestly, for right. my whole life. Yeah. How cheaply made it looked. <laughs> yeah. Up close. Yeah. And then that band come back and I could hear the pencil yeah. hitting it. And I, and hear Johnny say, the next, uh, this next young man making his national television debut. He'll be opening at the Comedy Store at the Dunes Hotel tomorrow night. Please welcome Louis Anderson. And then really, I don't know what really happened. Yeah. I mean, I do, but yeah. it was almost like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. And um, I had a killer set, shook Johnny's hand, and uh, did it I first, change? Did it change your life? Yeah, the next day I got a holding deal from NBC, mm-hmm. and um, did it change the audience coming? Like, did people show up? Not quite yet, right? You know, because I mean, it did. It did in at a club or something. Mm-hmm. It did at a club, mm-hmm. and then I did like nine tonight shows in six months. Wow! So that you, lucky you were Johnny prepped. really liked me. Johnny yeah. really liked me. Uh huh. And I didn't realize how much he liked me. I wish I would have been more conscious of that. You know, I was so full of myself, so right. egotistical. Yeah, because you're like, you I'm know. doing no Tonight Show. You know what I mean? But yeah, you sure. actually take yourself seriously, mm-hmm. which is a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, you should really. That's why this second wave of success I'm having in in the show yeah. is so. I have it really. Uh, you're humble. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not reading the reviews. Right. You know that stuff. Well, everyone loves you. Yeah, (laughs) they've been very nice to me about it. Yeah. But that Tonight Show, that was the pivotal point in our lives. Yeah. That era, don't you feel? Yeah. Like that was the thing to do. And then Letterman, of course, was a lot of people picked Letterman. They wanted to be Letterman comics. They they didn't really want to. But I, I don't know I wanted to be a Carson comic. I was too late for Carson. Yeah, you were too late for but Carson. Like, so, so. But when I, and I didn't get my first Letterman until long after a lot of my friends did, and it was so thrilling. Like, even, It doesn't matter. Like, It's so like, it's such a personal journey. Oh, the first, it really is. Yeah, it, the first Tonight Show, the first Letterman. It's so it's amazing. It's such a personal, you know. Like now, like a lot of that stuff doesn't really matter. And like, it, and but, but to, to you, like to do Letterman, that was one of the things you were working for. That was the for. touchstone. That's the thing. Yeah. That was our American Idol. Yeah, well, it was, but as a comic, it was like, <clears throat> it, it was validation. A rite of passage. Rite of passage. Sure. Rite of passage. And it was a validation. You know, when yeah. I, oh, my first Letterman, yeah, it was I, a, it I was dressed a val- up. Yeah. And, you, and, and I love that part of show business. Like, even when yeah. I do a theater or a club where you're backstage yeah. and you're like, look at this garbage. Like, this place is falling apart. Yeah. There's, 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 like, there's like sad food there. Yeah. And who's this guy holding the thing? You know, and. But I love being backstage because yeah. there's that moment where like this is really the dirty part of show business. Is it's, that this is the just, walk to the yeah to, to, to the clean it's part theater right exactly yeah. and then back I walk back to the dirty part right exactly yeah. and you did the thing yeah. but like when I was so ecstatic every time I did Letterman I was ecstatic and the one time that I was able to sit and talk to him I couldn't I was I couldn't even believe it was happening. And it wasn't that long ago. Did you just keep looking at him when you were yeah, doing it? Yeah, I was looking him right in the yeah. face. You just go. You're, you're and, they, right yeah, and they know you're looking like that. Yeah. And they, they go, oh, he's gone. 
<laughs> he's out of his tree. Do you know what I mean? It was so thrilling. Like, it was the only time I did panel, and it was only a few years ago. I told this story about Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner because they'd both been on my podcast. And it got some real laughs, and, you know, and, and the producer was happy. They're like, he's a great guest. And I'm like, yeah, just in time for for Because I always wanted to be a, a panel comic, and I did that with Conan yeah, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, for me, watching Letterman and Richard Lewis or Jay or even George Miller, you know, the panel George guys. Miller. Right. I love George. Yeah, I just love the panel guys, the guys yeah. who had that dynamic with the host. And you're like, oh, here he here comes. What what what's going on with this guy? Yeah, I always wanted to be that. Guy. And you know, th- those guys were naturals at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Steinberg, mm-hmm. and that was the early guy. Yeah, you know who'd sit with Johnny and right, go, right. You know, do his thing. But you're right, George Miller was a genius at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. some people were really good at it. I was more of like a joke Stand guy. Up guy. Yeah. I didn't. I did. I, my panel was good, but it was joke oriented. Right. Sure. I wanted to do sure, jokes. Sure. I didn't know how to really interact with Johnny. I was terrified. Yeah. That I would upset him. Did you ever sit there for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, I had nice talks with him. How are things going? He goes good. 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 I go there. Good. <laughs> Thanks to you, Johnny. Yeah. Ah, don't thank me. He'd never take any credit for anything. When you when you you said you didn't do a lot of clubs because you were opening for musical acts and mm-hmm. big bigger venues. I did find certain clubs I did all the time. Sure. Like, the comedy works because oh, I the knew best. the people. The Denver, yeah, that awesome. one with the cave. It's almost, it's almost the too cave. good. It's like you, you kill him there, and you're like, that wasn't even a whole joke. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so good. You're like, it almost feels like cheating. Yeah. It's like I can't, I can't trust that. Situation. It's true though. It is. <laughs> then you try it later, and nothing, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Hey, what about that? Yeah. I got a big laugh on that pause. <laughs> nope. Not, not, no, yeah. not here. I don't know. There's something magic about that room. The, well, I think it was the- Just the, t- the ceilings think, are real low. Yeah, and it downstairs. Was like, Still and there. it was like this. It was like an amphitheater. Yeah, a little teeny a amphitheater. Little t- yeah. teeny amphitheater. Yeah. And you just- the the. The laughs rolled right down to you. Yeah, it was amazing. And it got loud in there. You could still amazing. Still amazing. You could kill it. So, do you? How much? How many dates you do now? Do you do Vegas? You do a run? A hundred and something, probably. Really? I still do. I don't do the. I quit the regular show in Vegas. Yeah, I just got tired of it. Oh yeah. Well, I got tired of it. You know, like you got 120 shows you're competing with. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just said, and then I got this show, and then I just said, "Ah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. And you have to live there, or do you fly back and forth? No, I live there. I right. live there. Yeah, I've lived there for ten years. You I've still live the, there? I've had the show there for ten years in Vegas. Yeah. So you live there now? Yeah, I live there now. Oh, you're just in town for a couple of days. I'm in here. Yeah, I just came in to do some uh, press. Press, and mm-hmm. people want to talk to me because they think I'm funny. <laughs> you are funny. I know, but you know, <laughs> I was there for ten years. Nobody called. <laughs> I got a. I gotta put a dress on, and everybody wants to talk to me. It's true. I don't. I'm happy, but I know what it's like. I mean, you know, like I've always. I would talk to you anytime. Yeah, well, even that's before sweet. the dress. Thank you very much. Now you had the same agent as Bob Hope. Did you ever spend time with Bob Hope? I did. Should I tell you my Bob Hope yeah. story? Yeah. So uh, I'm at Bally's. Bob never played the stage uh, in Vegas. Yeah. He thought it was beneath him. Yeah. Or his agent did, yeah. or someone. So we do corporates, though. Mm-hmm. I go and I said to my. Uh, Frank, I go, I got to meet Bob Hope. I'm working in Bally's at the same time. Yeah. He goes, all right, all right. I go, what's he getting for this? Because that's what comics <laughs> want to go. He's getting 250000 Louie. Yeah. I go, God, really? <laughs> for just doing this? He's yeah. getting 250000 Just a corporate gig. I go, can you get me one of those? <laughs> What <laughs> I'll do, a, I'll do a series of things for two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, and so I go up there. I've finished my show. I'm up there in the back, watching him from a table off to the How side. How old was he then? Like oh man, eighty. So it's got to be 
Yeah. Yeah. He looks terrific. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell you, you know, yeah. I was having a great time. Uh, anyway, do the joke. And was I don't killing? remember. Killed it. Killed yeah. it. They were crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, uh, and I'm just, and he's doing, it's going on 90 minutes uh-huh. that he's up there. Really? And I'm I'm super impressed. Oh, yeah. I go, 90. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Then he starts with the, uh, hey, let me, uh, let me bring my wife up here, Dolores. And then they do the songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's, you know that yeah, yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he does, uh, thanks for the memory. And everybody goes crazy. So then Frank signals me. He's about ready to get off. And I come back. And um, you know how a makeshift stage in a banquet room. Right. You know, but a Bob Hope makeshift right, stage. Right, right, A little different. Yeah. You know? And he comes. He's finished. He's done it. And he comes and you know how you, you're coming to a rail, you know, like a staircase? Right, down from the platform. Yeah, down yeah. from the platform. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, they go, how was it, Bob? God damn it. I tripped on a fucking cord going out there, and I could have been fucking killed. <laughs> and so the whole time he was out there for 90 minutes, he had been waiting to yell at somebody about a cord. Yeah, and he was so hot. Yeah, you want me to break my neck out there? And I just go, go, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Who's in charge of that? You know, I want to. Get... And then Frank Rio goes, "This is a young comedian, Louis Ederson, wanted to meet you." Oh, hi, kid. Anyway, anyway, if anybody knows, make sure those cords are never out there. <laughs> hi, kid. And that was it. That was it. That was it. Hi, kid. But I really appreciated it. Sometimes it's funny with comics where, yeah, because I love comedy. You love comedy, and you have your heroes and stuff. And and like there was like I couldn't meet Pryor. I just couldn't. Like when I was at the I met him at the comedy. Sure. Well, and I was there. He was. He just wasn't very friendly. No, he was real aloof. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think he was in his head doing his thing, or he didn't want to talk. But I just remember like he came. It was after he burned himself up, and he was starting to rebuild. Oh, and he okay. went to the OR. It was when I was a doorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he bombed, you know. And he yeah. had a hard time with the, some audience members. There were these girls there. They were all excited because there's some rock band who were just watching, and they, you know, they were distracted. And Rich did everything he could, and he's very vulnerable up there. Yeah. It was like really, it's unbelievable. How uh, it's, vulnerable. Uh, it was. It was really a lot. And I watched him. You know, my, one of my heroes just sort of like have a hard time. And then he got off stage and, you know, he's smoking a cigarette. And I just watched him, like, walk down the hall with Mitzi. And it was like, it was enough. You know, what am I going to do? Yeah, that was a beautiful, that's a beautiful image right there. I, yeah, I, you I, know. I, I saw that, too. I didn't want to say anything either. Yeah. I yeah. just said hi. Yeah, yeah. There were guys who were, like, like even Rodney, who I met once. <laughs> hey, Mark, how are you doing? LeBeau, LeBeau told me the funniest story about, about Rodney and Sam. Because him and Sam had a relationship later, you know. Yeah. yeah. When Rodney was, you know, older and Sam had been up for a few days, Carl, I can't remember exactly the story, yeah. but you know, yeah, he, he and Sam, no, it no, was, Sam uh, had been up. Sam had been up and he was calling Rodney and he was in trouble with some kind. And you know, it was, it looked like it looked after two days of that shit, yeah. you know, just straight partying. And I guess it was Carl was there and Sam was there and, and Rodney walked in and goes, Oh, look at little Nero. <laughs> 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 Rodney was the, the best. best. I was good friends with Rodney. You were? Yeah. Like I it, was with him when he died. You I were? Was in the hospital, yeah. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, I was there for 30 days with Joan. And he had, l- later in life, he had gotten on medicine and he felt better, right? He, he, had a, like, he, he was had, great. He, they did a surgery and he didn't come out of it. 
Oh, really? They were going to fix a, uh, I think, a, a vein or an, an aneurysm or something, oh, no and he shit. never he never regained consciousness. Oh. You know, he was up there, you know, and he'd done all, he's had a, he had a life. And, but it was ha- I was happy that, like, it seemed that he had found, because I think one of the reasons he gets a little overlooked is that he wasn't a social guy. You know, like, he, you no, know, he was, yeah, he, he was a cranky. He was right before uh, social media, really. But like with other comics, it seemed that he, oh, he only, loved them. Yeah, he had a crew he, though, yeah. just his guys and yeah. everything. And he was heavy, man. You know, yeah. uh, Richard Lewis used to say uh, he used to call depression the heaviness. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. He said to me one time, you know, you're all right because you know you're uh, you're a goy. Yeah, yeah. You got a goy head, you know. Yeah. He goes, I'm a Jew. <laughs> I got a Jew head. I'm fucked. I'm fucked because I got a Jew head. I love him. And I just said, I love you, Rodney. Uh, he goes, do you, kid? Thanks a lot, man. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'd hug him, and he hated being hugged. <laughs> he goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I go, I'm going to hug you. I'm going to kiss you, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, you know who reminds me of him? I think uh, like my generation's equivalent is uh, Attell. Yeah. Attell. Very, very similar. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I love Attell. I love him. Great joke. Man, such a such a great joke. Oh my god, it's astounding. He's one of those guys where you just watch. I've known him forever. Yeah, I I rarely talk more than three minutes. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Nothing." How you doing? Good. You? You know? Yeah. But I like that about. I like people that are really real like that. Oh yeah, he's the best. You know what? I I always admired all the comics who chose a course that they could live with, even though it wouldn't be the most lucrative course. And it would probably be a harder road on. Some I don't think level. they have a choice. In, in, yeah, I, I think well in their mind. Mm, yeah, maybe in their mind, but you know, they're just they're really kind of heroes. Yeah. They're heroes in yeah. their yeah. in their thing. You yeah, know? like they don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you like me or yeah, not. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care if anyone likes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rodney. He, I think he liked being liked. Yeah, well, I think you know we all I mean? do deep down. Yeah, it's just hard to get yeah, to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like, Rodney loved comics. You know, yeah, when yeah. they would hang around. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They would, you know, he was always surprised that he was so famous. Yeah. Do you know that? Uh, no. He was surprised he was so famous. Oh, really? You know yeah. me? Yeah. Hey, jeez. Hey, 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 you like that? Huh? <laughs> hey, you're a pretty girl, aren't you? But he was always really. <laughs> he's really yeah, sweet. He was really sweet. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, you know the greatest thing about our businesses that we're all pretty connected we are it's a secret club and it's, even if yeah. we don't like each other for whatever reason you see each other you're like hey you're hey, still alive you're still alive you're all right like, yeah what happened to that other guy yeah oh, no good oh, no, uh, oh that's yeah. oh that's sad yeah. it's true isn't it that's yeah, weird but I, I love you and I, you know you're you're one of the great comics and i love talking to comics and it was great talking to you. you feel like we did Thank it you. yeah we did it okay good yeah and um we'll do it again we'll sure. come back I, i'd love to I love to uh, talk about um, more stuff. Okay. Thanks, Louie. Thank you. First of all, congratulations on the, what is it, the third season now? Yeah, third season of uh, Baskets. And or as w- some people say, I love you on Buckets. On Buckets. And last year you won an Emmy, right? Uh, first year. Yeah, the first year, year I won the Emmy. Then, last year Trump won the Emmy. Trump won? I mean, uh, <laughs> Baldwin. That's right, Baldwin, that's right. Yeah. But so you did the third season, people love it, and then on the cover you're in drag, on the cover of the book. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mom. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Is that is That's that... the episode I won the Emmy for, the uh, Easter brunch episode. Oh, yeah. That's that great. Fun. It was a lot of fun. So how did the book, well, how did it come to be? I was overwhelmed one day after playing a part, 
playing the part basically uh-huh or feeling it you know i started feeling like different about my mom and you know because i'm playing a mom yeah and i went home and i in my phone wrote i just started writing a letter to her hey mom how yeah. are you yeah i'm sorry i haven't written for so long you know she's been gone for a long time yeah but i had i hadn't I talk to her all the time. You do? You know, yeah, I talk to people, you know, my dad and my mom. Really? My brother and sister. Uh-huh. When you're when you're just at home? You know, when I'm out somewhere I might go, look at this setup, huh? <laughs> right? My dad, <laughs> look at this setup, huh? You'd need ten minutes in here, Dad, you could get this all straightened out. <laughs> he's got a mishmash. I don't know what he's doing with these things. <laughs> Trying to reach these, it looks Scientology-ish to me. <laughs> uh, just trying to, I, I got obsessed with the sound, but uh, that's your dad, huh? That's You're, my dad, you know, look at this <laughs> setup. What is this, uh, is this a uh, craftsman house? They're so dingy and dark, for God's sake. You gotta open up at least part of the roof to get some damn light in. And my mom would go, hey, would you ever consider selling that rug? <laughs> yeah. Wow, kid, that's a beauty. <laughs> So you what is had, that, a nine by 12? Is it an eight by six? <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a perfect spot for that. If you're ever gonna get rid of it, I wish you would just let me know. So your parents exist in you all the time? All the time. That's I never thought about the 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 the, the practical, therapeutic it, uh, uh, benefits of that. It's good because, you know, I have actually thought, you know, I just was mean to that person, Dad, because of you, because you were mean. Yeah. That's how I got that voice. Yeah. I never was mean. Yeah. You were mean. Then I learned how to be mean, and now I'm mean, but it's really you yelling at the uh, person at the airline. Oh, that's interesting. You know? It's hard to explain that to the person at the airline, but- but Yeah, I always have to go back (laughs) as my mother and go, listen, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Because it's really true, because I will always go and apologize and go, listen, that wasn't me. That was just, I'm really sorry. I don't know what got into me. Yeah. I'm fat. Yeah, so- hungry and I'm, so i'm hangry i'm hangry which i hate that expression hangry but uh but so that's interesting though so you uh, you're in constant conversation with these uh with these parents that have been gone a long mm-hmm. time but your brothers and sisters too yeah They're like i'll around. say to my brother you know i have yeah we've lost seven believe it or not at 11 wow so so i'll say i wish i would have done more to help you i wish i could have helped you be healthier i wish i could have saved you mm-hmm you know, because I have a, you know, when you grow up in a big family like that, it's kind of like growing up in a commune, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, these, everybody has their place and and you're part of all them. Like I'm part of, you know, my sister Mary who loved to eat and my mom who loved to eat, you know? And I'm I'm part of my dad who loved to indulge uh-huh. in alcohol. I, You know, that addiction I have. Sure. But I don't compulsively eat anymore. So I feel like I'm, I just feel... So grateful for that. It feels better, I, right? Yeah, because I used to, like, I still size up all the food I come across. Uh-huh. Like, what you is know, that? Like, what you I'm at a hotel, and they have free uh, a cauldron of pretzels. Yeah. That you can take. Yeah. And then they have a cauldron of cookies next yeah. to the cauldron of pretzels. Yeah. I guess for a healthy or a not healthy choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they have all the free sodas juices yeah in a little refrigerator that yeah. you can just take yeah like you can just take it i say yeah <laughs> yeah take all you want every can i empty it because <laughs> i'm a poor kid you know like i'm never gonna have anything again <laughs> can I have it all and uh so but i have to oh. 
I talk to myself about that too. But what about when it's in the room, man? What about they, when they have it in the room I too? Know, but what? I don't the the mini bar thing. Yeah, because it's a ripoff in my mind. Oh, so that, that so I just go. I'm not gonna. And also, if you don't have anything in the mini bar, then that's the the key. Are you telling them to empty it? I always empty no, but I always take everything out and put my water and stuff in the little right. fridge. But like after a show, you don't go back and eat the candy bar. No, and, oh, no. God, do I, you? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what else to do. I, I'm trying yeah, to true. reward myself. Well, yeah. I always have um, the protein bars with me. Oh yeah, which ones? Yeah. Quest usually because they're the least good tasting. Yeah, not I mean in a bad way, but yeah. they're the least sugary. Right, right, there's, right. There's one. Yeah gram of sugar in them oh that's not bad yes and like 28 grams of protein oh great so i need it because i because when you're in uh when you're stopped compulsively eating yeah you forget to eat really yeah because you you're either all all in or all out so you yeah have to, yeah yeah you know i have to have a schedule in that but the hard part is when you're on the road or when you're doing a book tour you know this yeah you're going everywhere in one day one you're day, going to yeah. over 100 places yeah and doing like three bookstores in it's a like day. A, doing drugs it's like kind of a, a drug type of thing oh with, you know? the, with the junket thing so you do a radio yeah. show then you go to the store and then you're gonna do a dinner or whatever yeah, and then you no, but yes but no i mean you go to the radio like yeah. you go do a radio you yeah. go do a tv yeah you go do a podcast you, yeah and then you go then you, you so you got to plan lunch in there because you know uh the agents and managers will fill up all the time right they don't care about you yeah yeah, they, they care about getting the book selling on, that thing on, out. Yeah, yeah. So this book, yeah. What what did you learn about yourself doing this? What a how ungrateful I was to my mom oh. at times, but I also understood that I was good to her too. But I I, I learned mostly, man. You better you should ask your parents what you want to ask them. Yeah, because. You won't get it if they, when they go, you don't get a chance. Like, I would like to know in my mom, I was like, how did you, what was it with dad? Why, Why would you stick Why? with this yeah, monster yeah. that long? Was he, was it just a time thing where when you have 11 children in the 60s, yeah. you don't, uh, or 50s, you don't, um, you, where are you going to go with 10 kids? Yeah, right. What are you going to do? Nobody's going to take you in. There's no shelters back then. Sure. And what are you going to do with your life? I yeah. think was a big question. And, and, my mom, this is a great, this is who, This is one thing about my mom. When my dad quit drinking it, when he was 69, uh-huh. my mom turned to me and said, I told you he'd quit. <laughs> and I said, that's, even then, <laughs> even then I knew that was, that was the really the pathology of our family. Yeah. As long as it works out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're validated. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. validated. She, she won, I guess. Uh -huh. right? I guess. She never gave up. And, and did he become a better person after he quit? No, he has been her. <laughs> no one's worse than he went to one AA meeting and went, I don't need that fucking AA. <laughs> and then we had to quit going to Al-Anon because he quit going to... Because we didn't have any strength with that. You know, we drove, with alcoholism, everything works off the alcoholic yeah. and the alcoholism. Yeah. It all fuels. Right. You know, you're part, like when you get home, you say, Is it, you think he's drinking? Yeah. You, when you walk in, that's yeah. your big question. Right. That's an unfortunate thing to grow up with. Oh, I sure. always say it's like fallout. Yeah. You know? Of course. Oh, like shrapnel. Yeah, it's it is. It's like shrapnel. What is that? That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's me, Louie. <laughs> Louie, you're the laziest human being in the world. 
right? Yeah. And I go, well, thank you, Father. He goes, it's not a compliment. <laughs> That's why I was made to go bad. And then my mom would chime in, well, you did say world, Andy. And if he was, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> She had it all worked out. My mom was the loveliest. You but would so, have loved my mom, honestly. You yeah. Would, you would have loved her, yeah. So you She's were, every good part of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Mean, every good part of me is my mom. That's sweet. But you, but right, so you, what do you mean you quit going out on the, after he, he went he, to one AA meeting? Yeah, and, and so he just, up? he kind of threw a bucket of water on all that. Yeah, but but you could have We kept, didn't know. Oh, we we yeah. didn't have any self-worth yeah. or, yeah, he yeah, owned yeah. all of us. Yeah. He owned all of us. Right. You know? I wish my mom would have kept going. I think it could have changed her, and maybe he could, she could have left, and or at least you know had had, <sighs> had a little more boundaries for herself. But, but what are you, you know, gonna do? But you know, and then you know, people who quit drinking find ways to be meaner in some other kind if they, of if they don't one. if they don't yeah. do the other if they work don't, if they're dry drunks oh I'm a, they, I'm a little dry myself. Are you these days? Yeah, yeah. You haven't been going to meetings? No, no. It's, it's, it's I'm going good. to a meeting tonight because I said, damn it. Mm. get to the meeting then i looked at where it was and i went you're still going because <laughs> you know the traffic here is almost unbearable i don't know how people even go out of their uh, house if i had a job i'd just quit it mm. i wouldn't drive every day like that it's the worst i, I wouldn't it's be able just to do fucking it fucking horrible there's no rhyme or reason to it it's every day and all it, day long Let's go back to when they were odd and even days. I like, you're right. I like to go out late at night. I like when I drive home from the comedy store at <laughs> yeah, midnight on a yeah. Tuesday. I'm like, this is how it's supposed to right. be. This is how it was when you moved here. Yeah, you, you can remember just drive. When, you remember in the 80s when it was really not too bad? Not too bad. Now, when I come here, I just go, how do they do it? I don't know what the hell's going on because it's not going to get any better. And you can't get mad at anyone really about no. it because you're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's just, it's despair. Because how does it change? It doesn't change. And that's when you might yell at your mother if you had to be in the car with her while she you. was going on those times. My mom would go, well, look at this. Now, what kind of car is that, Louie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Why aren't you Why angry? Are you? Yeah. yeah. You know, My mom was just here. I, I got to read how you handled oh, it. Oh, I, I, I don't get I, I don't get along with her as good as I want to. Why don't you become friends with her and stop uh, thinking of her as your mother? Start. That was always the problem. Yes. We, <laughs> oh, my, we, we, you never thought of her as your mother. No. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> just some lady I grew up with. Listen, <laughs> can I tell you how valuable it would be? You got to just start hanging out with her. You got to bite the bullet. Hmm. Listen, she put up with you all those years. Kind of. But as a young boy, though, didn't she? Yeah. yeah when you know, she, I think she, yeah, I mean. I. Well, I, why don't you have those conversations? Because. You know, but you got to put out and take, go to the dinner and sit through it. Mm. And you've got to, like, God, she's, she I knows just, everything about you and she knows every you, you need to know everything about her. I'm trying. So you can get, I'm not telling you what to do. No, don't, but she don't. came over like, cause I got the new house and it's yeah. got a guest room. I thought this will be good. It's grown up someplace for my mother to stay. Oh, I can't wait for the complaint she don't, made. No, she, it oh, was, she didn't? No, she was very, she's so scared of me that she just was she, oh. walks on eggshells. Oh. So, but she came out and like, you know, I'm like, hey, there's the room. It's nice. And after like, I, I immediately got physically ill when she got here. Oh. I, I was like, oh, I'm sick. And then after two days, like I was just sort of like, why, why? now I'm never going to get her to stay at a hotel again. <laughs> no, yeah. but it, Where does she live? Florida. Oh, well, I, yeah, she probably doesn't even want to. She must have had fun, though. No, it was fun. Yeah, I just like it's, it. I guess it's just hard because uh, it's not that we weren't close, but I don't quite know how to be around her for more than a day. Because you are selfish. Mm. And you, what does she like to do? You find out what she likes to do and go do it. With I bought her. her a purse. 
That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We went shopping. We went to see art. There you we go. Did, yeah, we did stuff. You did stuff. Yeah. yeah. What is her hang around thing in Florida? I don't know. I think Does she, she play cards at all? Does she do any kind of thing? She likes to uh, walk do- her dogs and yeah. you know, she does her exercises. She goes to the Pilates and they go sit at the pool sometimes. Maybe they play cards. I don't know. Maybe that sounds like you were nice to her life. and you were I just nice. hard on yourself. Well, that's a, yeah, I, I was. I was sad that I got ill. Like she literally, and I don't think it was her fault, but she got here the day after. I'm oh, like, you got oh, I'm sick. sick. Yeah. Oh, oh physically yeah, sick. Yeah, physically oh. sick. And I felt bad. Oh. But then I. Did kinda, she take care of you? Oh no, that's that's her thing. She's like, I don't, I'm not that, that Florence Nightingale thing's not for me. Did she, she say said, that? She said it all my life. Oh, you have to talk to her about that. Oh yeah, why not? I mean, like, what that isn't the right thing to say? Go, so, mom. What does that mean? <laughs> that means I, I never out, took mom. care of you. You should say that really screwed she me does. up. She does. She oh. does. I've done it from the stage. I've done it on the <laughs> podcast. Now she says but now she's like, I'm sorry. Say, I know, but what? She's gotten better. Oh, good. Because um, maybe she was trying to make you stronger. I think she just didn't know or how just to didn't really want to do it. Maybe no one, you know, did you ever ask her how it was for her? Yeah, yeah, I talk about and that. And so that must have been hard, right? Yeah, I think with my parents' generation, they didn't know how to be parents. It didn't come natural. Listen, yeah. I don't, I, because it was, I don't think it, yeah. they knew. Because yeah, they not. were raised by people who just yeah. kind of pushed them out in the yard <laughs> and said, get get the <laughs> lawn done, right? Right. You yeah, know, back yeah. in those days, sure. those, you had a bunch of chores. My dad talked about it like he had... Built the house himself. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you know this, Louie, but not everybody not everybody has wooden floors. And I go, what? I didn't know where he was going. Dirt! That's what I'm talking about, dirt! For a floor! You're complaining. Dirt. Dirt. We had a dirt floor. <laughs> and I just thought he was so funny. I didn't know he was so funny. I thought he was kidding. He goes, yeah. no, it was dirt, Louie. <laughs> a friend of mine had a sod roof. <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed at that stuff. But he was serious. <laughs> this it, has been such a good thing for me, this book. This book and yeah, the baskets. Yeah, because I wrote all the stuff. I yeah. wrote all the stuff. And the did baskets. You find, did you get a, a, emotional? I, you should hear the audio. I cry through the whole thing. I, have, really? I cry a lot in it. Yeah, because I said... What am I going to do? Not cry? I mean, you can still hear it, but you can understand it. But I, I, I cry more. Yeah, me, I cry more too. Yeah, it's good for us. I you know, if it. we don't cry, well, I'll eat. Yeah, and I'll be mean. Yeah, it's better for me to get that. You know, it's loss that we're dealing with. Yeah, you know, we're really. What do we lose? What are we grieving? The lack of a good oh, childhood? Well, yeah, for, you know, your mom didn't take care of you. How yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad didn't ever, I don't remember him saying, I really love you, Larry. I'm really proud of you. My mom You're said, all right, kid. <laughs> You're all right, ah, kid. you know. <laughs> you got a point, Louie. It's too bad it's at the top of your head. <laughs> That's what he used to say. <laughs> My mom actually has gotten, she does it now. I'm proud of you. I love you. Yeah, she we, should yeah. be. You, yeah. You. I did all right. Yeah, you did all right. I heard you on uh, Bill Simmons. Oh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah. You were just so good. And it was so interesting to hear the two of us. What you did. Well, how you oh, yeah. did it and what you did. I love I love listening to him. I think he's an innovator like you are. It was interesting. Is he as nice as I think he is? He's or very is, nice, a guy. And, and he's a little snide, right? He's snide. He's I nice. Like well, he's real, like, you know, he's a real, uh, you know, Boston guy. Yeah, he's yeah. snide. He's got a little sign. I like all of that group. I yeah. like all that group. That Jimmy gang. and yeah, 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 all those yeah. uh those guys who you know Kimmel's great guy. would shave your head. Sure. They would shave uh, while your you're head sleeping. If you're sleeping. Sure, yeah. yeah. If you got yeah. drunk, they'd write yeah. on your face. They'd write on your face. 
<laughs> and I, which I would never do, but would think no. it would be funny. But I would feel terrible. For no, it you'd ever. be the, you'd be the guy going like, "No, do it! Don't, don't! Do, oh, you're doing right, let it!" Let me do, let me put the exclamation point. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, do a little. All, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I put the exclamation point. How has it changed? Like the you know the, the the show. How are you doing dates? Yeah, and and how's so, the has it changed the uh, the uh, more people coming out or what? You can't you know, tell. I can't tell. I got my crowd, yeah. but then I hear every show. We love you, Christine. Oh, really? We love you, Christine. From Basket? Yeah, they really love that character. Oh, yeah? They are in love with her. You know, they'll come, and people will just hug me sometimes in an airport and go, I just love Christine. And I go, oh, I'll tell you, you said hi. But, that's, but there's a lot of no, you in a, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I, but you're, we're both yeah. a lot of our parents. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. What, what book did we have to to choose from? Right, we became them. <laughs> yeah, we became them. I'm ch- I'm fighting it though. You seem to have like allowed it to happen. No, yeah, I just <laughs> I put the dress on and everything. <laughs> like I didn't know what this character was going to turn into my mother. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, because I started saying to Jonathan Kreisel, a great director and a great friend and yeah. a great great really knows how to make stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Portlandia. What a genius sure, yeah. idea. Yeah. He, I'd say I'll say I'd say to him, "Hey, do you mind if I try it like my mom?" Uh-huh. And he'd always go, yeah. "Yeah." And that was the right thing because I was just trying to find out who it was, yeah, and kind of make myself disappear. And it was so much fun. First of all, I re- I really appreciate what women must go through because you know, men we yeah. do not we don't get all that get up and all that no. stuff. To, you need to smell your clothes and make sure that they're, yeah. is this, you'll ask other people, does this look all right? Yeah. I do anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have pictures from me in the 80s that look like I'm in a clown outfit. Because <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, that's a pretty color shirt. <laughs> I have pictures of me on TV in a lot of different clown outfits. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, why the it? fuck? What, 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 what was I thinking? What, can't someone mention anything? <laughs> I had striped bell bottoms on once. I looked like a Ferris wheel. You know, a carousel. That's what it looked like. A carousel going around. <laughs> Just pictures and pictures. You know how lucky are we, though, Mark? Uh, 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s. Yeah. You know, 2010s. Yeah. Come on. We, We're all right. We did. That's 40 years, right? We're yeah. 40 years. I'm, I'm, yeah, you I'm must be almost very 40. close. Yeah. This I think is my so. 40th year. Of stand-up? Yeah. Like, I think since the first job, I, I started working in 88 98, 2008, so almost 30, 30 years. 30, 30 years, years stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember how hard it was? Well, yeah. It was, I mean, you know, I was I was kind of driven, though, and I, you know, I had a little pocket full of fat jokes. Yeah. And, boy, everybody loves yeah. funny or something. Right. So I always got them with that, sure, you know. Sure, 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 yeah. You know, and then evolved i always asked to be the mc because yeah. i knew i'd have i could use that time yeah to develop myself and, the, and no in, one wanted it no Minneapolis, one wants to be the in, in minneapolis in minneapolis yeah nobody wants to be the mc i want to because i have that i could try out 
you know, stupid ideas or they'd come into my head. Oh, do you remember Tom Arnold from Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just worked with him a couple of weeks ago. He was doing, I did some benefit or something at the store and he was yeah. on before me just bringing his, you know, yeah. He's, he's so great. He's such a yeah. study in everything, isn't he? I don't he? know what's going on, but he's trying, he basically did, a, you know, like he truncated his one man show that basically ends with, I think, his dad dying of cancer or something. Like, yeah. so, so he's doing a 12 minute set and he get and, and he's like, he's got cancer in it at the end. And, and, I'm like, and then I go up next, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Did you say you know, something? Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. I, I, I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with cancer, and then, <laughs> and then with a, I'm gonna be a baby. Yeah, exactly. I'm not Florence Nightingale. <laughs> I don't buy that crap. <laughs> Ah, uh, Mark. Yeah. Uh, well, look, the, I'm excited for you. I'm excited about the book. I'm glad you came by. You make me laugh, and this well, looks great. You know, it's always great to see you. And thank you for. I I wanted to mention. Yes. When I did your podcast yeah. last, I had so many comments and people. Yeah. Coming up to me about us talking. Oh, that's great. About our our dads. Yeah. And our, and our experiences. Oh, so, yeah. So thank you so much. And it helps people. It helps, and it helps us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I always. And I can Can I? Uh, what? Can I? Can you give me your mom's address, and I'll send her the book. I got. They sent me five. Well, let me sign one for okay. her. Okay. Well, is that okay? Yeah, I'll let you sign this one. Okay. All right. Thanks, Lou. All right. Thank you, Mark.